بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to this week's edition of the program Al-Fiqh al Madahi bil Arba'a, that is jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought. With me in the Johannesburg studios is Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, for the past few weeks we've been discussing nikah, many issues of nikah, and today we carry on with the issue of nikah, but this time we discuss the issue called ilah. You will find out more about it soon, inshallah. Mufti Sabi, go to the first question. What is the meaning of ilah? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulil kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilah in the lexicon and literally means to take an oath. So we would say ilah literally means al-qasmu, to take an oath. Technically, according to the jurist and what is implied and meant, as mentioned in the Qur'an, لِلَّذِينَ يُؤْلُونَ مِن نِسَائِهِمْ تَرَبُّسُ أَرْبَعَةِ أَشْهُرُ So it means that when a husband takes an oath, the oath could be in Arabic, in English, or any other language, and he makes his wife haram upon himself. So once the husband now took an oath, and told his wife that now he is not going to have intercourse with her, and he is now staying away from her. So that is what is meant by making her haram upon himself. So in that instance there, technically we would call it ilah, when an oath is taken, and the husband tells his wife that he would no more be fulfilling her conjugal rights. Now that we've understood the, the, the meaning of ilah, how was ilah conducted in pre-Islamic days? Islam came about with a revolution, but it went, underwent an uh, evolutionary process. Laws were being changed gradually so that people could understand the wisdom and the rationale. And this is how we would appreciate Islamic law even more when we juxtapose both of them. And that is when we look at Islamic law and we look at the law, what used to happen in the days of paganism, the pre-Islamic days. In the days of uh, before Nabi alayhi salatu salam's advent, a person would just say, tell his wife that now you are haram upon me, I do not want to fulfill your conjugal rights. And now that lady did not know whether she is married to this person, whether she can marry another person, and one year, two years, years would pass like that. So this was done with the intention of idrar, with the intention of causing harm and causing... That uh, mentally, physically abusing her, it means, because now she is in such a situation, the way she's suspended, she knows that this person here is supposed to be her husband, but is not fulfilling her conjugal rights. She doesn't know whether she can get married to someone else or not. Islam came about, or the reform, and Islam said, لِلَّذِينَ يُؤْلُونَ That those husbands who make ilah, who took the oath and made their wives haram upon themselves and said they would not fulfill the conjugal rights of their wives, min nisa'ihim. So it shows that this can only happen between husband and wife. Tarabbusu arbati ashur. So that wife has to wait and is waiting now for them for four months. So tarabbusu means that the waiting of the period of four months. So the husband now in the four months must make up his mind 
Then Quran goes on and says, فَإِنْ فَاءُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ We will explain there are some difference of opinion. I'm just translating it. So if the husbands take them back, then Allah is of forgiving, very merciful. وَإِنْ عَزَمُ الطَّلَاقُ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيُّ الْعَلِيمُ And where the husbands made intention of talaq, then verily Almighty Allah is all-hearing and all-knowing. So that is just a brief translation. So it shows that Islam came about with a divine system and made a cut-off period. The cut-off period is four months. Jazakallah Mufti Sahib. Mufti Sahib, what is the ruling of Ilah according to the four schools of thought and its impact on the nikah? When we study the various madhahib and schools of thought of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we find that Imam Salah said that is the vast majority of jurists and scholars, namely Imam Shafi'i, Imam Malik, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, rahimahullah, state that when a person took this oath, Mr. A told his wife, Mrs. A, Wallahi, I am not going to fulfill your conjugal rights. Year, one month, two months, three months, four months passed. So after four months now, now the matter will go to the Qazi, to the judge, or she will take it up to the judicial committee that four months have passed. Now what should I do? Then the both parties will be called up and then it will be asked of that person that what are you going to do? So if he says, no, I want to take my wife back, so even after the four months have elapsed, so he can't take his wife back, but he'll have to pay a kafara, a penalty for taking that oath, because now he's going to have and fulfill intercourse and fulfill the conjugal rights of his wife. So therefore he will pay the penalty where he took an oath of that nature. And we're in Azamut Talaq, and if he makes intention of Talaq, then he must give the Talaq. So meaning after four months have expired and terminated, now the wife will know exactly where she is standing and what is the position. So if the husband wants, then they make up, but because he took an oath and a qasam, for violation of that, he will pay the kafara, feed ten poor people or clothe ten poor people, and that would be according to the vast majority of scholars. And thereafter, that they are can live happily ever after. And if he made intention of talaq, then he must issue the talaq. And if he, he does not issue the talaq, then the kazi, the judge, who has overriding power and authority, then they will issue the talaq in this instance here. So that is the verdict of the, the majority of scholars, Imam Malik, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, Rahimahullah. When we study the Hanafi school, the Hanafi school say no. It works a bit different. The Hanafi say, لِلَّذِينَ يُؤْلُونَ مِن نِسَائِهِمْ That those husbands who have taken an oath, that with their wives, that they said they would not fulfill their conjugal rights. So, تَرَبُّسُ أَرْبَةِ أَشُورْدِ is waiting for four months now. So, the husband wife wait for four months. So, within that four months, فَإِنْ فَاءُوا So, Hanafi is translated, the Quran says, فَإِنْ فَاءُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Hanafi say some sahabas used to read, فَإِنْ فَاءُوا فِيهِنَّ so the word fihinna is not in the Quran now, but some sahabas used to read it like that with a tafsir. So they said within that four months, if you take your wife back, then she's your wife. That is what the Hanafis would say. So then she is your wife within that four months if you take her back. And what would happen is you pay the kafara and the penalty. And that is feeding ten poor people or clothing ten poor people. 
But if four months have elapsed from the time the husband had uttered these words, then according to the Hanafi scholars, automatically a talaq would take place, and then now that they are separated, the talaq buy-in will take place according to the Hanafi scholars, and now the wife is separated from the husband, and the husband is separated from the wife, and the talaq will take place automatically after the four months have elapsed. That is the viewpoint of the Hanafi scholars. So that is the difference. After four months, Hanafi scholars say, automatically in a case of Ilah, the divorce, the talaq in takes place, and the majority of the scholars say, after four months, a divorce does not take place, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Ahmad, Imam Malik, Rahimahullah, but the person will now go to the Qazi, to the judicial committee, and that is where they will be questioned, that what do you want to do now? So he must now make up his mind, either he reconciles, very well and good, and then they pay the, he pays the the kafara, the penalty for violating the qasam and the oath or he issues the talaq and then that is how that will be and if he refuses then the judge or the judicial committee has the right of making and giving the talaq meaning the fasakh and overriding powers so that is how the lady knows where she stands Jazakallah Muftisab for that explanation Muftisab can ila take place at all times irrespective whether the husband is happy or angry Yes, according to the vast majority of scholars, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahimahullah state that whether the husband is in a fury or rage or whether the husband is in a happy mood and once he told his wife, oh darling, oh sweetheart, whatever it might be, so it could be a very cool, calm person, lovingly he tells his wife that, you know, things are not working out and wallahi, I am not going to fulfill your conjugal rights. So in a case like that, now for months passes, so according to majority of the scholars, then the matter will go to the judge, the judicial committee or according to the Hanafis, automatically the divorce would then take place and be counted and valid so what happens is that whether the husband is in a good mood or in a state of anger in all instances, it will be valid however, that is Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, Imam Shafi'i Imam Abu Hanifa, Rahimullah's verdict However, Imam Malik Rahimahullah states that no, that anger is a condition. Because Imam Malik Rahimahullah has a proof and he says that in Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala who said that when a person makes ilah, innama huwa fil ghadab, it is only valid in the state when it is anger and rage and fury. So there's a time a person normally will tell his wife that now I'm no more going to fulfill your conjugal rights. So Imam Malik says the valid for the validity of ilah, then the prerequisite and condition is the anger of the husband. But if he does it in the state of happiness and joy, then it would not be valid, it would not occur, it would not be counted and accepted. But the majority of scholars, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, Rahimullah, state that the Quran spoke about it, لِلَّذِينَ يُؤْلُونَ مِن نِسَائِهِمْ تَرَبُّسُ عَرْبَةِ أَشُورِ and it's mentioned unconditional. So when it's mentioned unconditional, so we would say that that is applicable at all times, whether the husband is in a state of happiness and joy or ecstasy, or whether it is in the state of uh, fury and rage. So in all cases, it would be valid. Jazakallah Muftisab. If you just join us, the program is called Al-Fiqh Al-Madhahib Al-Arba'ah. That is jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought. And today we're discussing Ila to take an oath. Mufisab, what about the wife making ilah? Can the wife make ilah? 
Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla explained to us and mentioned in the Quran, لِلَّذِينَ يُؤْلُونَ مِن نِسَائِهِمْ Those husbands who take the oath and say qasam, that they would not fulfill the conjugal rights of their wives. So what their wives they do it, min nisaim, tarabbusu arbati ashur, the waiting period is four months. It shows that it goes one way, that is the husband uttering it for the wife. Now if someone asks the question, as you did now, can the wife make ila? The wife says, wallahi, that I am not going to fulfill your conjugal rights. For example, the wife says, so what will happen in a case like that? That would not be considered as ila for the husband to go now and fulfill his lust and desires and passion with his wife will still be halal. It would not be sinful for the husband to do so. For the wife to make that statement would not be permissible. So you might wonder that how come only for the husband it is there and not for the wife. We know in Islam taking all factors together when we look at emotions, when we look at the mental attitude, the behavior. So Islam says, بِيَدِهِ أُقْدَةٌ nikah. In his hand, the hand of the husband is the knot of nikah. So if Islam, hypothetically, is going to allow ilah for the wife, so many a time the wife, what will she do? That out of spite she will do this to the husband and that is not conducive to a happy marriage. You could argue and say, but the husband could do that. We say no, that when a husband is a true, sincere, dedicated, devoted Muslim, then he would not just do so because he realizes the seriousness of the situation. And obviously then he could go and fall into haram and vice and so many other issues. So in a case like that, it would not be valid for the wife to make a statement like that. But because she used the name of Almighty Allah, and you cannot take the name of Almighty Allah in vain. So because that uh, now she'll be desecrating the name, the sacred name of Almighty Allah Jalla Jalaluhu, so she also left to pay a kafara, and the husband and wife can continue with their conjugal rights and fulfilling their lust and desires with one another. And as I mentioned, the kafara is feeding ten poor people, ten poor Muslims, and all clothing ten poor Muslims. Jazakallah Mufti Sahib. Mufti Sahib, what happens if the husband tells his wife she is haram upon him? Yes, if the husband tells his wife that she is haram upon him. Now here we need to understand that there are various and different scenarios. The first scenario would be Mr. A is the husband. He tells his wife, Mrs. A, that you are haram upon me. So what would happen in a case like that? So we will say that that is an ambiguous word. When we discuss Kitab talaq the chapter of Talaq, we discuss that you have explicit words, clear-cut words, and you have words that are ambiguous words. And we said where there are explicit, clear-cut words in any language, then there the husband utters it or writes it, then the Talaq would be valid, even if the husband did not make an intention. But in the case where it is implicit words, ambiguous words, unclear words, as the case of haram, then we would say in a case like that, we refer to the husband. Now, what was your intention when you said, if he says he meant talaq, so the talaq would take place. According to the Hanafi scholars, it would be talaq ba'in. According to Imam Shafi, rahimahullah, it would be talaq raj'i, meaning the husband can still take his wife back in the idda without renewing the marriage and the nikah. So that would be the first scenario where he says that he made his wife haram and he intended at that time that divorce. So that would be the first scenario. Second scenario is he said that he made his wife haram. And we asked him, what do you mean by that? 
He says that no, at that time day in my anger I said, my wife is haram. Now this again will be subdivided into two. If he said, wallahi she is haram, then that will become ilah. Because ilah does not mean just making a haram. There must be an oath also attached to it. And it must be a part of that sentence there. So if he said, now the question is, that ABC told his wife she is haram upon him. So we are now subdividing it and saying, if he said, wallahi you are haram. So now it means that, wallahi could mean any language, qasam you are haram. I'm telling you, qasam of Allah. So all these words, so you are haram. So then it's ilah. He will pay the penalty, the kafara, feed ten poor Muslims or clothe them, and then husband, wife continue with the relationship. It's fine. So it means that in a case like that, that now he has paid the penalty and he can carry on with the husband-wife relationship. So that is uh, uh, this one scenario. The next scenario would be where the husband told the wife, you are haram upon me. And when we ask him what intention did you make, he said, no, I don't know what intention you made. So in a case like that, we will say that the husband, is the husband-wife, the nikah is still valid. It does not mean when he told her is haram, then automatically she becomes haram. So in a case like that, nothing will happen, but obviously we have to bring to the attention and notice of that husband by uttering such a word. If you meant talaq and divorce, and now you are lying, then you will be living in sin with your spouse and your wife, and if there are any children born after this, then after the statement, and then it will mean that those children would become also illegitimate children. You know, you say from now, then after that she conceives and falls pregnant. So it means that there are grievous consequences and very, very, you know, the results would be something very, very, uh, something which no person really would want in his life. So that would be the next scenario. One masla here I need to highlight. If there is a certain area or certain place or custom, let's just say in a certain place, ABC, XYZ place, there the urf, the custom, the tradition is this, when people give talaq, they say, you are haram upon me. If the word haram is used so much and the usage of it is rife and rampant in that community and the husband knows that if he has to say, tell his wife that you are haram upon me and it means talaq automatically, then it will be talaq automatically. So the point I'm making, that would depend on the tradition and the usage of it. For example, here in South Africa, we would not say that. But there are some countries and some provinces in other places where this is the normal trend. When people want to divorce, they just use the word haram. So it just depends on the various scenarios and we need to be very careful. We must not just jump to conclusions because people's lives are at stake and, you know, there might be children and therefore we must know what the facts are before we can pass a verdict. Jazakallah, Muftisab, for that explanation. Muftisab, why does Islam say four months for Ila? Yes, that's an excellent question. Why did Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla mention four months? Quran says, لِلَّذِينَ يُؤْلُونَ مِن نِسَائِهِمْ تَرَبُّسُ أَرْبَةِ أَشُورِ That when the man, the husband, it means, take an oath and tell their wives and their spouses that now they would not fulfill their conjugal rights, then the waiting period is four months. So one answer I've mentioned already, 
in the pre-Islamic days, the days of the pagans when they were working according to whatever laws they had or customs and traditions, the aim there was to cause harm and the harm was tremendous, something that no human being can live with in a normal society. So one year, two years, three years, that lady would not know whether she is the wife of this person and that person would not give her the divorce or tell her that she separated because he would not desire somebody else marries her. So therefore it would just continue like that. It is a completely zulam and oppression and wrongdoing. So therefore Islam brought about this reform of four months. So it specified a period. When we look at it from another perspective, and this happened very clearly during the time of Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an, he is the Amirul Mu'minin and patrolling in the gullies and alleys of Medina to Rasul, and he hears a woman singing poetry, reciting poetry, and in there she says, that if it was not the fear of Almighty Allah, then I would have eloped to somebody, meaning that my husband is already gone in the army, I'm alone here, so much time has passed, and I'm lonely, I have my desire. All these things were spoken. Sina Umar was grave concerned. The next day he had a mashura, and he asked the females, he asked his own daughter, Oh Hafsa, how long can a normal female stay away from a male? Some women said one month, some said two months, some said three months. Nevertheless, when he asked Hafsa radiallahu anha, she said four months. Then Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anha passed the verdict of four months. That even if a person is conscripted to another country or another place, far and remote, he must be called back within that four months if he's married and so that he can fulfill the conjugal rights of his wife. Look at the wisdom. And Quran made a subtle suggestion in that direction that within four months, that is the maximum period that husband and wife should say separated because beyond that, then it could lead the potential and probability of fitna is very great at that time there. We all have our desires, our lust, our passion, every normal human being. So that is the rationale. You see the wisdom, the divine wisdom. So Almighty Allah stipulated the four months. And from here we can understand the foresight and insight of Amirul Mu'minin Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an. Therefore the Master said, Inna Allah lisani Umar that the truth flows out from the tongue of Sayyidina Umar. Lokana nabiyyum ba'di lakana Umar. If it's hypothetical statement, if it was based on intelligence and intellect, if there was a Nabi after me, Lakana Umar, it should be said, Umar radiallahu an. So all these are there indicative of one fact that we as Muslims, even in our army, and when people go out in the path of Allah, we should not allow them to go for more than four months. And yes, now obviously a person can say that what happens if the wife gives permission? If she gives willingly permission, there's no coercion, no duress, it's done happily, and she knows she can keep herself afifa, chaste and pure, then it would be acceptable. But from the law point of view, from the Islamic government point of view, four months would be the maximum. Jazakallah, Mufti Sab. Mufti Sab, what happens if the period is less than four months? Yes, that's an excellent question. You know, it happened to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's mentioned clearly in the Bukhari, Muslim, all the Hadith kitabs have mentioned it. Now, what happened was, Nabi alayhi salatu salam and our honorable mothers, the consorts of Nabi alayhi salatu salam, for one month, Nabi sallallahu alayhi salam made himself, meaning that they were haram, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi salam went away from them. So, after one month, so this would not be called ilah in the technical meaning, because ilah in the technical meaning would be when it is four months or more. 
So when a person says, I will not fulfill your conjugal rights, and he says, Qasam, and he says four months, or more than four months, six months, or one year, that technically becomes ila. Now what happens in a case like that? Let's take an example. ABC tells his wife, Wallahi, I am not going to fulfill your conjugal rights for this week. Now for that whole week he did not fulfill the conjugal rights. Today is Thursday. So till next week Thursday, for example, he did not fulfill. Then when Thursday comes next week, finish. So we would say in a case like that, now they can go back together and there will be no penalty, no kafara, nothing. Or a person told his wife that during the month of Rabiul Awal, Wallahi, I'm not going to fulfill your conjugal rights. And now when Rabiul Awal finishes, then he in Rabiul Akhir, he continues fulfilling her conjugal rights. So in that case, there's no penalty, nothing. So in Ramadan, for example, the person says that. But one point, again, I need to mention. Sometimes the husband tells the wife, you know, it's Ramadan now, that I do not want to fulfill your conjugal rights. So that would not be ilah, because the word qasam is not taken. So after one day, two days, he eats something, or his desire changes, and he wants to fulfill his conjugal rights, it's fine. So for ilah, I repeat and reiterate that the word qasam, and that is also a condition. So, in a case like this, let's just take an example. The person told his wife, Wallahi, that I would not fulfill your conjugal rights for two months. All right. So we said, technically speaking, that's not really ilah. But let's say the man said that. So what happens is that after one month, after six weeks, yeah, this person went and he slept with his wife. So you can't say it's haram, it's his wife. But because he broke that qasam, so for that he has now violated and desecrated the name of Almighty Allah. For that he has to pay a kafara. So whenever a time limit has been mentioned and within that time limit, before that time limit expires and within that period, if a person fulfills his conjugal rights, then that person has to just pay a kafara and sleeping with his wife, that is permissible. It is, she, it is, she is the wife, so there's no problem with that. So the kafara has to be paid, the penalty, and that is fulfilling, uh, uh, to giving the food to ten poor people, feeding ten poor people, or clothing ten poor people. Jazakallah Muftisab. Muftisab, some husbands and wives are estranged. Would Ila apply in such cases? That's an excellent question. Nowadays we have people who are living in separate towns, separate countries, and they haven't met one another for two years, three years, four years. And uh, now what happens in a case like that? Will Ila apply? Are they automatically divorced? No, nothing of that. Even if 10, 50 years passes and they're living separate, still they'll be considered as husband and wife because the husband has not divorced his wife. The husband, although may not be maintaining his wife for that, he's guilty. And the wife is not staying with the husband for that, she is guilty. But nevertheless, what be that as it may, the point that we need to mention here is that notion or misconception which people have that after four months or after one year, automatically people just get divorced because now they are estranged that's totally wrong there's nothing like that in Islam in a case like that where husband is in South Africa and wife is in London for example or vice versa and one year five year ten years passes then the husband passes away the wife will have to sit in, in, in Idda as well because according to Islamic law there are still Zoj and Zoja husband and wife Jazakallah Mufti Sab. 
Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have on the program. Al-Fiqh al-Madhahib al-Arba'a, jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought. Jazakallah Muftisab once again for those pearls of wisdom. And Jazakallah to you, the listener, for tuning into the program Al-Fiqh al-Madhahib al-Arba'a. From myself, Muhammad Musa Bera, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, it's Fi Amanillah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.